Now, recreated from original scripts from the 1930s, it's the Marx Brothers' hugely popular legal sitcom Flywheel, Shyster and Flywheel. And today, Money Troubles call for desperate measures. The British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theatre, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shyster and Flywheel. This is a flywheel, shyster and flywheel, Miss Dimple speaking. No, Mr. Flywheel isn't in, but his assistant, Mr. Ravelli, is here. Hold on, I'll call him. Oh, Mr. Ravelli. What do you want, Miss Dimp? Mr. McBride, the landlord, is on the phone again. He seems pretty angry about the rent not being paid. All right, I talked to him. Hello, landlord, how do you feel? What? You give us two days to pay the rent? Ah, so fine. We take it the 4th of July and Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs> Ravelli, I think you insulted him. Ah, I can't bother with him. I'm a tired. I'm a feel sick. Oh, you probably have a cold. You should go home and get straight into bed with a hot water bottle. That's no good. Last night I put some water in a hot water bottle and I wait and I wait, but the water didn't even get warm. Maybe you should see a doctor. I've seen a doctor. He gave me some medicine to take with my meals, but I can't take it. Why not? I ain't getting no meals. <laughs> well, if you're hungry, I can give you this quarter. It's all I have with me, so make sure you get something to eat. Don't spend it on the movies. Don't worry, Miss Dimp. I won't spend your money for the movies. I got her some money for the movies. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Flywheel. Never mind the small talk. Ravelli, I've got a bone to pick with you. I dived for it with the dog outside the butchers. Oh, it was the least I could do after you brought that hamburger in last week. Then can I have my quarter back, Mr. Ravelli? Quarter? Miss Dimple, I'm paying you too much. Now, Ravelli, where were you all yesterday? You didn't come into the office once. I was chasing ice wagons. Now I got a cold. Ice wagons? I thought I told you to chase ambulances. Yeah, but they go too fast for me. <laughs> well, this is a fine how-do-you-do. One of the finest how-do-you-dos I've ever seen. How do you like it to give me some salary? Oh, you want salary, and we haven't even got olives. <laughs> Listen, Ravelli, unless you get me some clients, we're going to get thrown out of here pretty soon. That's all right. I don't like the place very much anyhow. You'll like the poor house even less. Yeah, but maybe somebody there can lend us some money. <laughs> you still don't get it, do you? We're threatened with eviction, and a landlord that has the quaint idea that we should pay him some rent every once in a while. Hey, you no worry about the landlord. I fix him good. He no bother us no more. Ah, Mr. Flywheel. I think you know who I am. Mother! <laughs> oh, I knew you'd never give up looking for me. Those gypsies were so cruel. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, I am not your mother. You know very well I'm Mr. McBride, your landlord. I told this assistant of yours you had two days to pay the rent. He told me he'd take the 4th of July and Christmas. Now, I want to know what you intend doing about it. You're right, McBride. He had no right to say such a thing. We always go away Christmas. 
But we have Washington's birthday instead. Now listen to me, Flywheel. I came here on Tuesday to ask for the rent. I came here Thursday to ask for the rent. I even came here Saturday to ask for the rent. We've got to come to some arrangement. Well, come Wednesdays. I'm not in then either. <laughs> no, some definite arrangement. Okay, I definitely won't pay the rent. But you have no excuse for not paying. Well, it isn't my fault. I tried to think of an excuse. <laughs> oh, all this talk about money is making me tired. I'm different. I don't care how much money a man has, just as long as he's rich. What has that got to do with paying my rent? Uh, I give up. Now it's my turn to ask you one. What's a two-letter word meaning a piece of office furniture? I don't see... Desk. Desk? But there are more than two letters in desk. There are only two letters in my desk. <laughs> All of us from you, I tore up. Are you crazy? Don't you do anything but ask questions? Don't you know any other games? I tell you what. You go out in the hall and hide, and I'll bet you 10 to 1 we won't find you. <laughs> I'll bet you 20 to 1 we don't even look for you. I put up with all that I'm going to. You'll be hearing from me in due course. Hey, you handle him fine, boss. Now we no go to the poorhouse. Well, leastways, not till he gets back with the bailiffs. Times are desperate, Ravelli, and desperate times call for desperate measures. You're going to stand out in the street in front of this office and bring in a client if it kills you. Hey, so you want I should stand out front and act like an advertisement for the firm? Like I said, Ravelli, desperate times call for desperate measures. Gary, a lawyer here. Nice, fresh lawyer today. Gary, a lawyer. Can you direct me to 42nd Street in Times Square? Sure I can. Right after you get a divorce. First, you're gonna need a lawyer. But I don't want a divorce. Then we just need a lawyer. What do we need a lawyer for if I'm not getting a divorce? Hey, one minute you want a divorce. Next minute you no want a divorce. Why don't you make up your mind? Why, if I'm just trying to find 42nd Street in Times Square, would I want a divorce or a lawyer? To pay the rent. But my rent's paid. That's a fine. We move in with you. Would never have that. Maybe you should divorce your father. <laughs> divorce my father? I can't divorce anybody. I won't even be married until August. Hey, hey, hey. settle then. What is? You get a divorce in September. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'd rather get lost than waste any more time with you. Goodbye. Anybody want a lawyer? Nice, a fresh lawyer. You there. I am in need of a legal representation. Well, go someplace else. All I got's a lawyer. <laughs> My name is Reginald Francis, and I do indeed require a lawyer. All right, then. I take you up to the office. This way. Ravelli, you did it. You got a client and didn't kill yourself doing it. I'm happy and sad all at the same time. <laughs> Uh, his name's uh, Reginald Francis. I am the leading man with the Shakespearean Repertory Company. You don't say. I wish to sue our manager for back salary. Never mind that. How about a couple of passes for Saturday night show? We'll discuss that later. Mr. Flywheel, if you can get the money the manager owes me, I'd be willing to pay you, well, let's say a tenth of whatever you collect. That's not enough, boss. Make him give us at least a twentieth. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> we can discuss the terms later. Mr. Flywheel, our manager is a very slippery fellow. He is rather reluctant to part with money, especially a sum as large as $300. 
sum outstanding to me. Don't worry, Francis. Your 300 bucks is as good as recovered. And our rent is as good as paid. Splendid. Just how do you intend to approach him? From behind with a blackjack. <laughs> oh. Now you run along back to the theater, Francis. Mm, I hope you'll be along shortly. You can bet on it. And don't call me shortly. <laughs> Too kind. Afternoon, Mr. Francis. And a fine good welcoming to you, Dorman. Pray tell, have the rehearsals started yet? No, sir. I'm afraid there ain't gonna be any rehearsals. The manager's run out of town. What? And left us stranded, no doubt. Yes, sir. Took the troops' entire bankroll with him. The scoundrel, as my leading lady been told. Miss Priscilla Kent, sir... Well, I believe so. Ah, here she comes now, sir. Reginald, have you heard the terrible news? Oh, what can we do? Oh, don't fret, my sweet. My lawyer, Mr. Flywheel, is coming right over. I'm sure he'll be able to do something. Now, now, you two can't come in here. Out of my way, I'll flog you within an inch of your life. And when he gets through, I flog you the other end. Oh, Dorman. (laughs) Dorman, let them through. They're my attorneys. Oh, gentlemen, I'm so very glad you came. We're facing a very serious problem. Well, that can wait. Who's the hot-looking babe? (laughs) Forgive me. This is our leading lady, Miss Priscilla Kent. Reginald has been telling me all about you, Mr. Flywheel. Well, he's a liar. (laughs) Why, I said you were a splendid lawyer and a fine gentleman. You were right, boss. He is a liar. Mr. Flywheel, we don't know what to do. The manager of our company has run out on us with all the money. That's very simple. Just charge it to running expenses. (laughs) (laughs) But what, pray, are we going to do? The show is scheduled to open in three days. I'm counting on you to get us out of this mess. Francis, I've thought it all over. The show must go on. Oh, wonderful. What do you plan to do? I don't plan to do anything. I just said the show must go on. Do you gentlemen know what the name Reginald Francis means to the American theater? Hey, I ask you one. Why do you look through to see through a brick wall? What what, what do you look through to to see through a a window? (laughs) That's a some joke, eh, boss? Be quiet, Ravelli. I'm not paying you to interrupt my business conferences. You don't pay me to do nothing. And you do nothing. That makes us even. <laughs> Our immediate problems would be solved, Mr. Flywheel, if you could find the right man to take over the show and manage it. Does Miss Kent go with the show? Oh, why, yes, of course. Then I'm just the man I'm looking for. <laughs> Ravelli, as of now, we're in show business. Hey! Well, as long as you're going to take over the show, I think we ought to get busy. You know, we're presenting Romeo... And Juliet. Romeo and Juliet? Hey, I thought we were doing just the one show. (laughs) Romeo and Juliet is the title of the play. Well, now that you come to mention it, I don't care much for that title either. Why not call it Grand Hotel? They're using that name on another play and it's cleaning up. That's preposterous. All right, then. How about Mickey Mouse? That's a very good name. (laughs) Mickey Mouse? We are presenting a classic. It's important. It's big. It's fine. We call it Mickey Rat. (laughs) <laughs> the title is Mi- Romeo and Juliet I have a copy of it here Hmm, let's see What's this? 
It, it says balcony scene. Of course. That's the famous balcony scene. Oh, fine business. See here, Francis, while I'm running this company, you'll do your acting on stage. Leave the balcony for the customers. <laughs> but, Mr. Flywheel, Reginald and I have always played that scene. All right, you can play it in the balcony, but the ham will have to play it on stage. <laughs> Why not keep it under your hat? But I'll be up there in the balcony with you. Ravelli, <laughs> reserve me two seats in the balcony for the opening night. Ah, you don't want to see it, boss. It's a crazy play. Well, with some fixing up here and there, I may be able to make something out of it. I'll read a few lines. <clears throat> and uh, yet I wish for but the thing I have. My bounty is as boundless as the sea. I know the answer to that one, boss. It's a window. <laughs> Quiet, Ravelli, I'm reading. You, you wouldn't understand. Uh, my bounty is as boundless as the sea. My love as deep. The more I give thee, the more I have, for both are infinite. Well, that can go. That doesn't make sense. Francis, <laughs> run out and get me some scissors. Hey, Bosch, that's a better show. What's a better show? Julius Scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we can cut that one as well, folks. <laughs> Gentlemen, your proposals are out of the question. The play will go on as Shakespeare intended. With this love scene? Even you ought to realize it needs something to jazz it up a little. But Leave it to Flywheel. As soon as the scene begins to sag, I'll come out and announce the election returns. That always gets applause. <laughs> oh, all these strange proceedings are beginning to upset me. I'm going to my room. I must rest. Well, that's fine. You go with him, Ravelli. I'm going to stay and rehearse Miss Kent in the love scene. Eh, Miss Kent? Okay, boss, I go. But remember, tomorrow it's my turn to rehearse Miss Kent. Come on, Shakespeare. Very well. Lead the way, if you would. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, in all my career, I have Okay, never... he's gone. We can cut out the shop talk. <laughs> How about you and I running over to your house for a nice little dinner? My house? Well, if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. <laughs> I will, please. I might as well tell you right now, I'm in love. I'm in love with the handsomest, sweetest, most talented man in the whole world. I like you, too. <laughs> Miss Kent, I've got something for you. It's a ring. I got it from the nose of a savage, so it ought to look well on you. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, I can't accept your ring. You mean there's another man? Why, yes. Tell me, I must know. Who is he? Why do you want to know? You won't harm him, will you? Of course not. I just want to sell him the ring. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, our relations must be strictly businesslike. You keep my relations out of this. You needn't be so uppity with me. You know, I can marry anybody I please. The only trouble is I don't please anybody. <laughs> oh, please, I get very romantic here. Oh, come, Priscilla. Let's end all this shallow pretense. The air is filled with love, and my very soul cries out to be held in your arms. How about playing Postman's Knock? Mr. Flywheel, you're making a show of yourself. Yes, and I must go on. <laughs> Would it surprise you to know that I was once a man of the theater? Well, yes. Yes, Miss Kent. Before I was called to the bar, I was catcalled from the bar. <laughs> I, too, was classically trained... Opera, Miss Kent. I was heard from New York to Milan, Paris to Seville. That's very impressive. Well, I had a much louder voice in those days. <laughs> no, I sang them all. Carmen, Madame Butterfly, Lydia. Lydia? 
Ah, Lydia. I met her at the World's Fair in 1910. Marked down from 1914. <laughs> ah, Lydia. She was the most glorious creature under the sun. Thais, Dubarry, Garbo, rolled into one. Ah, Lydia. Lydia, oh Lydia, say have you met Lydia? Oh Lydia, the tattooed lady. She has eyes that folks adore so, and her torso even more. So Lydia, oh Lydia, that encyclopedia. Oh Lydia, the queen of tattoos. On her back is the Battle of Waterloo. Decided the wreck of the Hesperus too, and proudly above waves the red, white, and blue. At ease, men. You can learn a lot from Lydia. She will show you the world when her robe is unfurled. If you step up and tell her where, for a dime you can see Kankakee or Paris or Washington crossing the Delaware. La la la, la la la. I should be whistling here too, folks, but I'm plumb out of pucker. <laughs> ah, Lydia, oh Lydia, say have you met Lydia? Lydia the tattoo lady. Oh, when her muscles start relaxing, up the hill comes Andrew Jackson. Is this still my number? Lydia, oh Lydia, that encyclopedia. Lydia, the champ of them all. For two bits, she will do a mazurker in jazz with a view of Niagara that nobody has. And on a clear day, you can see Alcatraz. You can learn a lot from Lydia. Come along and see Buffalo Bill with his lasso. A little classic by Mendel Picasso. Here is Captain Spaulding exploring the Amazon. Here's Godiva, but with her pajamas on. We had a new scene here, folks, but the head's office wouldn't let you listen to it. Lydia, oh Lydia, say, have you met Lydia? Oh Lydia, the champ of them all. She once swept an admiral clear off his feet. The ships on her hips made his heart skip a beat. And now the old boy's in command of the fleet. He's going down with all hands, for he went and married Lydia, oh my Lydia, sweet Lydia, pet Lydia for me. Box office, 
sure the show she opened tonight. The curtain she go up in ten minutes. But you want two seats in the orchestra. What instrument you play? Okay, I put you in the gallery. Uh, excuse me, this seat you sold me isn't any good. Hey, what's the matter with you? You only got it the one. We got a 300 seats, that's a no good. But it's the wrong ticket. It's for next week. Well, you're lucky. The show won't be here next week. Move along. Why, I never heard uh, of it. Two tickets for tonight's... You! Hey, is it the landlord? You come to the show? So, this is why you're never in your office. I have an eviction notice here that... Ah, no prob. We pay you the rent out of the box office money. What? Mr. Ravelli, this theater hasn't made a profit in years. So, how much rent we owe you anyhow? At the last count, the sum due was $51.62. And here's your tickets. That'll be $51.62. For two tickets? All right, I like your face. I let you off the two cents. I'm not finished with you yet. I'll be back. Hey, boss, where you been? A man just fell out of the balcony, right into the orchestra seat. Oh, you take him to hospital? No, I told him he could stay where he was, but it would cost him a buck and a half extra. <laughs> hey, Francis was looking for you. Boy, he's a plenty mad the way you change his part in the play. He wanted to beat you up. Well, what did you tell him? I said I was sorry you wasn't in. I think he's drinking again. On opening night... Ravelli, I told you to keep an eye on him and see that he didn't drink. I did. He only had the one little glass. One glass? Yeah, but he kept filling it up. Mr. <laughs> Flywheel, that dressing room you gave me is impossible. I can't dress in there. What's the matter with that room? There's no lock on the door. This numbskull assistant of yours... Hey, she means me, boss. He's walked in on me several times without knocking. Why? I might not have been fully dressed. Hey, you don't gotta worry, lady. I always look through the keyhole first. <laughs> if you ain't dressed, I don't come in. And another thing, Mr. Flywheel. Look at this costume you bought for me. I'm playing Juliet. And you got me a cowboy suit. Well, the cowboy suits were cheaper. Anyway, that cowboy stuff is great for the kids. You can't do this to Shakespeare. The public won't accept it. Miss Kent, let me worry about that. No one ever went broke by underestimating the public. Well, Reginald's furious. He's to play Romeo, and they sent him a policeman's uniform. Those blundering idiots. I ordered a baseball suit. <sighs> well, no time to worry about that now. The lion taming act should be just about finished. And you're on straight after that, Miss Kent. So, backstage, everybody. Places, please. It's 8.30, Ravelli. You better run up the curtains. Why do you think I am, a squirrel? <laughs> oh, Mr. Flywheel. Mr. Flywheel. Now what is it, Dorman? Uh, Mr. Francis has walked out on the show. What? what? He said he wouldn't think of playing Romeo in a policeman's uniform. Oh, now I suppose we'll have to call off the show. No, the show must go on. Even if it is only on the rocks. I'll play Romeo. Ravelli, you stand here in the wings, and if I forget any of the lines, you prompt me. Okay, boss. Well, break a leg, toots. We're on. Uh, th thanks for the big hand, folks. 
I'm going to give you a Romeo tonight that'll knock you right into the aisles. So you better hold on to your seats. Hit it, Paganini. Ah, my Juliet. See how she leans her cheek upon her hand. Oh, that I were a glove upon that hand, that I might touch that cheek. Mr. Flywheel, that's the wrong scene. Well, it's the only one I know. <laughs> she speaks. Oh, speak again, bright angel. For thou art as glorious, glorious. Ravelli, what comes next? Hey, Bosch, the landlord's just arrived with the sheriff. <laughs> for thou art as glorious as the landlord just arrived with the sheriff. <laughs> Pipe down, Juliet. Ravelli ought to know he's got the script in his hand. Bosh, Bosh, the landlord and the sheriff's coming on stage. I can't stop them. Sheriff, I don't remember a sheriff in this scene. Why wasn't he at rehearsals? Now I've got you, Flywheel. I have here a court order to impound all your scenery and costumes to pay the rent on your office. Ah, noble landlord. A fine time thou hast picked to squawk about the rent. Uh, go wait in yonder alley while I whisper sweet words of love into the fair Juliet's ear. Ah, uh, go ahead, Sheriff. Close the show. Oh, this is so humiliating. Cease and desist, noble Sheriff, I beg of thee. Let yonder audience decree our fate. Well, folks, what's it to be? Close down by these two roughhouse Philistines, or do we continue on in the great tradition of the American theater? <laughs> Sir Flywheel. <laughs> Maybe they are theater lovers after all. <laughs> he doesn't get paid more money for doing that, you know. <laughs> Why, this is just perfect. Ravelli, do you know what this means? We're making theater history here tonight. How do you wake that one up, Bosch? We're the first people who did go broke, underestimating the public. <laughs> This is a flywheel, Shystrin. Why, yes, it is. Oh, wonderful. I'll put your name down. Bye. Well, what do you know, Ravelli? Our discharge papers just came through, and the money raised on the scenery and costumes came to exactly $51.62. Yeah, but that sale was a month ago, and now we owe another month's rent. Law offices of fly... Yes, that's right. You do? Oh, certainly I'll put you down. Goodbye. Forgive me being nosy, Miss Dimple, but uh, when the phone rings in my office, it's generally somebody wanting to talk to me. Yes, Mr. Flywheel, but I just started a fan club for my favorite movie star. They were calls from people wanting to join. Movie star, huh? What's his name? Reginald Francis. What? Miss Dimple, you traitor. But he's just landed a big contract in Hollywood. Here, it's all in this fan magazine. Mm, this needs looking into. Let me see that. Francis is set to be a big success after his hit film, a comedy version of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, in which he played Romeo in a policeman's costume. <laughs> Why, that cheap... And his leading lady, Priscilla Kent, played Juliet in a cowboy outfit. How do you like that, Ravelli? Those hams have stolen my idea and turned it into a hit movie. No, he's a no stealer, the idea. He come up to me and say he's going to get the $5,000 to make it the movie, and we should have a one-fifth. But I'm a too smart for him. This time I make him pay plenty. 
Gravelli, please, tell me you didn't. I sure did. I got a one five thousand. <laughs> Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel, with Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx, as Waldorf T. Flywheel, and Frank Lazarus as Chico Marx, as Emmanuel Rivelli. Also starring Lorelei King, Graham Hoadley, and Vincent Marcello. The music was arranged and conducted by David Furman. The script was written by Nat Perrin and Arthur Sheikman, and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Dirk Maggs. Next week, the firm are engaged to find evidence for a divorce case and Ravelli gets kidnapped. <laughs>